All right, let's go. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mr. McDolphin Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbeam, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on X at Mr. McDolphin 73. This is a podcast for the diehard Dolphin fan. So, fins up, baby. What's up, y'all? This is uh, part two of a series been working on. What should the Dolphins do? We're going to take a look at what we think, what I think, that the Dolphins should do this offseason as far as free agency, the draft, um, and they have some big decisions to make this offseason concerning the quarterback and uh, Christian Wilkins. And so we're just going to dive into it. This is part two, part one. You can find part one wherever you get your podcast. It's what should the Dolphins do? Part one, we covered the offense. So we talked about Tua, the offensive line wide receiver room, a little bit about the running back room. And just like in that podcast, we talked about how big the decision is concerning Tua of whether they should let him play out his fifth-year option or sign him to an extension. It depends. That decision will will let us know how much money how much cap space the the Dolphins are going to have. Right now, they're setting at about $50 million over. And so the Tua decision is extremely important, like we talked about in part one of this series, and just as important, I believe, in is Christian Wilkins. So if we're going to be talking about the defense, let's go ahead and start there. First of all, um, I love Christian Wilkins. I believe Wilkins is the heart and soul of not only the defense, but is the heart and soul of this team. And this is a guy that has gotten better every every year. So let's take a look at the 2023 stats. He had 36 tackles, nine sacks, and one forced fumble. And then if you want to take a look at the 22 stats, his tackles did go down. In 22, he had 59 tackles, so they've dropped down to 36 tackles, but that's because he was too busy sacking quarterbacks. <laughs> In 2022, he had three and a half sacks, and he almost tripled that with the nine sacks. He is relentless. He is all over the 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 backfield. Um, he's constantly putting pressure on the quarterback and he's, you know, one half of one of the best tandems and in, in defensive lines. And of course I'm talking about salt and pepper. So the dolphins have a, a huge decision to make. They are going to franchise tag him. They're going to tag him. That's what they're going to do. So the decisions are to sign him to an extension and go ahead and get him locked in, which is what I believe they should do. 
So they, you need to, I, in my opinion, really, I think it's going to look really bad on management if they don't. I mean, you drafted him, you developed him, and then you dump him, you know, but I think this is in this off season, I think this is the biggest move for Chris Greer. Um, and it's either going to make him look really good or it could end up making him look really bad. What he can't do, what Chris Greer cannot do it is fuck this, fuck this up. So if you just let him walk and get nothing for him, um, that's fucking it up. So if you, if you want to tag and trade, if we, if he does not keep Christian Wilkins, he has to get something back for him um, and draft draft capital. The, you have to get something for him. So a tag and trade is, is in the, you know, is in one of the options. Also, I believe it's the wrong option, but either to sign into an extension a tag and trade. I don't see how you're going to tag him and then let him play under the tag. That's that's upwards of I, I believe like 23 million. Um, in between, yeah, something right around there, 20 right around 23 million that you're going to have to pay him if he plays under the tag. And they're already the Dolphins are already in cap hell. So I don't I don't see how that's going to be an option. And you know, I mean, maybe if you sign Tua to an extension. But if you're going to sign Tua to an extension, you have to sign Wilkins to an extension. I mean, that's you're locking in the pillars, you know, the future of your team. So I don't see um, – I think the tag and trade is the wrong decision to make. But getting, you know, getting a deal done with Wilkins, I think, should be priority one, even above Tua. I think you need to – lock Wilkins down and he's the heart and soul, you know, of the team. So I I believe he's, he's a great locker room guy. He's loved in the locker room. He's, he's a leader on the team. The fans love him. He's a great player. You drafted him. Why would you not lock him up? It, it, it does not make sense to not lock him up. So that, that's my opinion. Um, if you're dumb enough to let him go, you better get something for him. If not, um, you don't need to be a GM. <laughs> so um, there's, you know, whatever you do, you just cannot let him walk. So that's how I feel about Christian Wilkins. Um, recently, so, uh, yesterday, I believe, some news did come out concerning defensive players. And, of course, I'm talking about X and Emmanuel Ogba. So we're going to take a look at those. Let's start. uh, Let's, yeah, let's start next. Let's go to um, Andrew Van Ginkle. That's another big decision. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle did an amazing job and stepped in when Jalen Phillips got hurt. Um, He is a beast. He is a guy that has gotten better every year. Um, In 2023, he had 42 tackles six sacks and of course that awesome interception um i love avg uh he is he is a fan favorite um but he deserves to get paid <laughs> so um i would be 
I would, if I was the Dolphins, it, it's all going to depend on bigger decisions like Christian Wilkins and Tua and how much money you're working with. But I would want to keep Andrew Van Ginkle for a couple of reasons. But I think you have to keep him for – I would be willing to pay right around the $10 million a year mark. If somebody else offers him quite a bit more money than that, I think AVG should take it and it means him leaving the Dolphins. It sucks, but the dude deserves to get paid, but I would definitely try to get him right around that million, $10 million a year mark. And you should have that money freed up depending on the bigger decisions of where you're going to lock guys up. You're going to restructure players, things like that, which is going to free up some cat or some money. So, The big question is, you know, I just asked, can they afford to keep him? Can they afford not to keep him, really? Because let's take a look at edge rushers. With Jalen Phillips getting hurt and Bradley Chubb getting hurt last year, AVG got hurt also at the end of the year, so we don't even know. I don't know too much about that, but um, he should be ready at the beginning of the year. But Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are not going to be. Neither one of them are going to be healthy enough to come back. Bradley Chubb probably not for um, a big chunk of next year. So with letting um, Ogba go, who's going to be the starting pass rushers in 2024? That's I, I don't understand. You don't have Jalen Phillips. You don't have Bradley Chubb. AVG walks because another team offers him, you know, way north of $10 million, which he deserves to be able to walk. You're getting rid of Ogba. Who is going to be the pass rushers? You're going to have to look at free agency. Um, and I believe you need to start looking at the draft <laughs> to replace AVG, um, in my opinion. And so that that's kind of – that's why Christian Wilkins and Tua is, is so important because that's going to – determine what the Dolphins are going to be able to do with people like um, AVG. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't understand who the Dolphins plan on having as their starting pass rushers at the beginning of 2024 season. Um, Jalen Phillips probably will not be back. If he is, He how healthy will he be? but he'll be the first to come back. Bradley Chubb will definitely not be back. He got hurt too late in the 2023 season. Um, he should be back later on. If you do let Andrew Van Ginkle walk or he gets a bigger contract and, and moves on, I believe we need to, we need to spend some draft capital in replacing that um, replacing AVG spot as that rotational um, edge um, to work with, you know, or the next guy up mentality, um, someone to come off the bench in case Phillips or, or Chubb get hurt again. Um, you do have verse, uh, Jared verse out of Florida state. Um, and then one of the best names, uh, in the, in the draft coming out, chop chop Robinson. That's pretty cool out of Penn state. Um, he's actually, both of guys are really good players but I think, you know, you're going to, you'd be asking a lot of them 
to come in and start at the beginning of the season. So um, even if you pick them in the, you know, the first couple of rounds, either one of these guys or someone else, you're going to be asking a lot. If you have them come in and expect them to be a rotational piece, that's great. But your two starting pass rushers are not going to be there. So this rookie would have to start. So you would have to look at free agency. Um, that's why I believe it's it's important for the Dolphins to keep Andrew Van Kinkle is because you don't have any edge rushers. So um, maybe you keep him and you draft one. I don't know. Um, that's pretty rough, though. So let's move to the defensive backs. Um, of course, it came out that Xavier Howard is has been told he is going to be let go. Pretty sad for um, Dolphin fans, the diehard Dolphin fan, the person listening to this podcast. You know how sad it is. We love X. And X has been awesome. You know, he's he's, he's played his whole career here. And um, now he's going to be moving on. And the truth is about X, X has, he's gotten older and he has started to decline. Um, but I think the biggest reason why you need to let X walk is because you've already drafted his replacement. Do you remember a guy, do you all remember a guy, Cam Smith? <laughs> um, if you don't remember him, I, I could understand why, because you've hardly ever seen the freaking dude on the field. He was a second-round pick in 2022. He, I don't understand why he, you know, some people blame it on Vic Vangio and just being old school and not trusting the young guys. Um the young guys play not letting them play. Um, and I don't, yeah, it, it, it's either that or the coaching staff knows something that we don't know. Like this dude cannot play at an NFL level. And if that's the case, I, I don't believe that's the case because they let X go. I think if that was the case, they would have, you know, looked more into trying to keep, Howard, um, but if it is the case, you better be drafting a cornerback <laughs> because you need somebody um, on the, you know, that other corner. So I think it's going to be Cam Smith. Cam Smith needs to be on the field in 2024. We didn't get to see him play at all in 2023. Um, very little to none. And so... I hope the guy's not a bust. If you do have to look towards the draft, the second best name next to Chop Robinson, the second best name would be a cornerback that I think should be on the board when when the Dolphins pick around 21, um, 21 or 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 so, and that's Kool-Aid McKinstry out of Alabama. Um, that should be somebody they're looking at, but I don't think you should have to make that draft pick because I you have Cam Smith, and he is – he should be the future. Um, so it's cool. Other than that, um, I don't know what else to say. Eli Apple. <laughs> I know people, Dolphins fans, hear that name and we're, we're all thinking at the same time, please, no more Eli Apple. Um, but I'm okay with signing Eli Apple as long as he's not starting. As long as he's not the starting cornerback and he's coming off the bench in case of injury, 
um, I would be okay with having him as a backup. So that's it for the DBs. Let's take a look at uh, linebackers. Linebacker, there's an, there's another name um, that's big. A, a lot of talk, um, you know, rumors are coming out. And it's because uh, it's, of course, Jerome Baker is who I'm talking about. And Baker has such a big contract. Um, he's going to account for 14.8. He's going to be a $14.8 million cap hit. And the Dolphins can save 9.8 in cap space by letting him go. So it's hard, man. I mean, with Jerome Baker, this really is going to depend on, in my opinion, the Christian Wilkins and the Tua and how much cap space. Because if, you know, if Tua, they decide they can't come, they feel like Tua's camp is asking for way too much money. And they're not willing to do that, so they want him to play out his fifth-year option, and they have to pay him that, you know, $20, $23 million, whatever his fifth-year option is. And Christian Wilkins, you know, what if he has to play under the tag? Or, God forbid, if both of those things, you know, he'd play under the tag and the fifth-year option for Tua, that would suck. Um, and I don't know. They'd be in cap hell. So I don't – and Jerome Baker very easily could – become a cap casualty that's that's just the reality of it um because they can save almost 10 million dollars in cap space by letting him walk and so i think what uh, what we need to do at least what i wanted to do when i come you know when i started thinking about what what i believe they should do with baker is take a look at the rest of the linebackers and duke riley he he stepped up big time. He, I thought he played well um, when Jerome Baker got hurt in the 2023 season. But I also believe what I've seen from Duke Riley. I also believe that Duke Riley is a very good backup. You know what I'm saying? He is that guy that can step in. Um, I would not want him starting. Uh, that's just my opinion. Of course, we got David Long Jr. He led the team in 2023 in ta with tackles, with 110 tackles. But my, my other thing, and it, it kind of like is the Cam Smith of the linebacker room, is y'all remember Channing Tindall? <laughs> what, what the heck is this? He was a third-round pick. Why in the hell is he not playing? Where is he? Um I had to look back and make sure he was still on the team. I didn't make sure he didn't. I don't know. He fell through the cracks, something. I don't I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I know he's played a little bit, but very mostly on special teams and, and very, very little at all. And why is, you know, if you, if you're round one, two and three draft picks are not seeing the field at all. Was it Vic? Was it Vic Vangio? Was it, was it, it was like, no dude, you're too young. Um, you're not even, or, or do these guys suck? Are these guys busts? I mean, did we take, you know, a linebacker and a cornerback um, that can't make it onto the field? Is that Chris Greer's fault? Is it, you know, did he pick the wrong guy? Are these guys bust? If so, move off of them and move on. The faster you do it, the better. Um, you know, and with letting X go, their hands are kind of tied at cornerback. You can you better hope Cam Smith can play because he's who you got. And and I would like to see Channing Tindall 
get a shot, at least let them play. And like I said, we don't know. We're only fans. We, I don't know um, if he knows how to play or not. So uh, they know something that we don't know. There's a reason why Tyndall struggles with be, getting onto the field. I do believe if you do not, um, if you don't keep Jerome Baker, if something happens and you really have to clear out cap space and he becomes a cap casually, I do believe that's the only way he's going to be off the team. Um, but if that happens, this draft class coming in from all of the research I've done um, so far, it's not strong at linebacker at all. Um, so you you could probably get a linebacker in the later rounds, but that's because all of them are going in the later rounds. There's not a lot of them. And I believe it's two. I mean, this is the quarterback of your defense is who you're looking for um, to replace. So I, you would have to go to free agency. And of course the biggest name in free agency is Patrick queen. Um, it definitely, it would, in my opinion, Patrick queen would be an upgrade. It'd be a huge upgrade <laughs> over Baker, I believe. Um, and it would be awesome but you're only going to be able to do this if you have money because he's going to cost more than Baker. He's you're not going to get him for that 9.8 that you saved from, you know, from releasing Baker and but he's going to be more than the 14.8 probably that Baker is due. So for Patrick queen, but it definitely would be an upgrade. So. All right. Um, am I missing anything else? That's Jerome Baker, the cornerbacks, and um, I, the one place on the defense that I am extremely concerned about, and if you all can't already tell by the way I carried on about it, and it's because a lot of people ain't talking about it. And I think that that's why. And I think it's because, and of course I'm talking about the edge rusher, uh, edge rushing position, that stand-up linebacker. Um and it's because we have the future. We have Jalen, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb's under a huge contract. Um, those guys are locked in place, but they're locked in place and they're hurt. <laughs> and they're not going to be here at the beginning of the season. And so that's kind of the 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 edge position is kind of as far as defense is concerned, is what I'm worried about um kind of the most you know, is, is that position. And that's the reason why. And it's kind of funny. It's because, and it's because of, it's the one position that we don't need, <laughs> you know, we don't need that lockdown. We have our starters. Um, we just have to be able to win games until they get back. And that's the problem I have with it. So that's what I'm going to be keeping my eye on of what happens with Andrew Van Ginkle and, um, and who, you know, who's going to fill those spots until our guys can get back. So that's the offense. That's the defense. Part one offense. Part two defense. I am not going to do a podcast on special teams. Um, I can run through. I have three thoughts about special teams. Um, Jason Sanders had a pretty decent year. He had a, a comeback year because I was, I loved you, you know, when he was money Sanders. Um and then he kind of declined. And I mean, he actually didn't have a that bad of a season in 2023. He was 24 for 28, 57 yards was his longest punt. 
um, and he was 58 out of 59 in extra points. So he had a bounce back year. I believe that's fine. But special teams just piss me off. How in the fuck does Danny Crossman still have a job? I don't understand this. Um, you know, does he have something? You know, is he in the same class as, as Greer where, you know, he has some pitchers or something, <laughs> you know, and he can't get fired? I, I don't know. I don't understand. But I, I don't understand how Danny Crossman still has a fucking job. Jake Bailey sucks. Danny Crossman sucks. Um, so, yeah, special teams needs a lot of help. I was hoping it was one of the positions that got cleared out and um but it didn't so we'll see i don't know what to do with special teams in my opinion is you need a new special teams coordinator that ain't gonna happen coaches have already got fired hired everybody's set in place so um we do need a new punter um, definitely um yeah special teams just needs to quit fucking up you know it, it seemed like every every game and definitely every big game um, you know something something would happen with special teams whether that was you know allowing a punt return you know getting a, a field goal blocked or you know I mean just I don't know I don't know it was less of Jason Sanders fault this year where the year before we had really bad special teams I don't understand how Danny Crossman keeps his job uh, had really bad special teams, and Jason Sanders was a bigger part of that, you know, in 2022. But in 2023, he he had an okay year, um, a decent year. Um, but we definitely need a new punter. And um, Danny Crossman, I don't understand how you got your job. Anyways, so I've done this series because the Dolphins – they have a lot of really big decisions to make. They're they're way over in in cap, you know, the Tua decision, Christian Wilkins decision. I think the Christian Wilkins decision comes first, and then the Tua decision, and then that's going to help determine how much money you have, and then and then all of the other things will just fall in place. So. Once again, I, I remember that this is the opinion of just opinion of one diehard Dolphins fan. Just It's just my opinion. Um, you might agree with me. You might disagree with me. Um, reach out. Let me know. Um, dive into the comments. Reach out to me on X, Mr. McDolphin73. And that's X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, yeah, reach out to me. Let me know. But I would like to know what you guys think. And as we move forward closer to free agency, um, starts 13th of next month, March 13th. So just a couple weeks out, we got this uh, combine, the scouting combine getting ready to happen next week. And then um, it'll be the beginning of the new league year. And we'll start seeing things happen as we do. I will make a little short half an hour. 30-minute podcast like this, just giving you my opinion on the decisions that were made, um, you know, see if they match up with the stuff that's came out of the last two podcasts. So um, 
I'll stick with you through free agency into the draft. Um, I, I think it's too early for draft right now because we don't know what fills, what holes need to be filled. And we won't know that until after these big decisions have been made and free agency. So I'll be here through free agency, the draft, come out with little 30 minute podcast, giving you my opinion on decisions being made. So until then, Pins up, everybody. Let's go. I'm out of here. How in the fuck does Danny Crofton still have a job? For God's sake.